What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Kanos, with your big man, Chris Dursey. How you doing, bro? Doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just tired from having a long day, but <laughs> we're getting these recordings done. And we have another special guest, one of my good friends from high school. I used to play high school soccer with him. He's a beast of a center back. I'm going to introduce Moses. How you doing, bro? I'm fine. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Hey, fantastic. Good to have you here, Moses. Good to have you here, Mo. We're going to end. Yeah, first time on the podcast, so you know he might be a little bit nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll get him warmed up and you know get him get him used to the podcast vibes and all that. But ask him all the difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna ask him all the difficult, hard soccer analytic questions, but you know we'll we'll get you warmed up into it. But let's dissect these games, boys, shall we? Champions League yes, week number two happened this week. And we're going to start off with the first game that happened, which was Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Chelsea winning 1-0. Olivier Giroud with a spectacular goal, bicycle kick. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed in Atletico Madrid and how they performed. I was very disappointed in Diego Simeone and how he, um, his formation and how he played his players in that game. And I just found it very disappointing from them. What do you think, Chris? No, I agree. Um, what bothered me the most is um, at certain points of the game, they were playing with six, with a back line of six, you know. It was either five or six. And, you know, they're the home team, even though they still played in, I believe it was Budapest, right? But it's like you have all these quality players, right? What uh, what I what I wish I would have saw was I would have loved to seen uh, – Condobia, just right behind the, you know, the, the three center backs, mm-hmm. and have someone there as a, you know, as a center defensive mid to, you know, break up play and be able to distribute the ball as tough as he is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was really disappointed in that as well as you know you got Drow Felix and Suarez on the field, and you know, you have to give those players the ball, give them an opportunity, and they only had six shots all game and none were on target. I was disappointed from the whole from the whole squad, you know, like you just said, unacceptable. And, you know, going to the second leg, they have to risk some more. And I wouldn't be surprised if I see them, you know, getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah, I'm surprised that um, Diego Simeone did, you know, it was like Lamar and Correa were essentially playing wingbacks. But mainly they were playing with Marcus Lorente, Felipe, and um, uh, Savage that was playing that main three. And then they had one of their midfielders drop in as, as a center back. And it was mainly just... Koke, Jao Felix, and Suarez running around. Um, it was good performance by Chelsea, but what do you think about that Chelsea performance overall? You know, um, I think Madrid, Atletico Madrid could have done more. Um, it's a Chelsea squad that, granted, with the arrival of Thomas Tuchel, has, has picked up some pace, but without the two starting center backs, Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, you'd expect a team like Atletico Madrid to attack more. And to not have no shots on target is unacceptable right yeah I agree I agree to be honest like when I saw that like Luis Suarez was like playing essentially a center forward instead of a true striker in my opinion like he was just running around my thing is I thought Madrid created chances when they were high pressing Chelsea like in like the first couple minutes the first 10 minutes when um, Mendy was playing that ball out to uh, um, Rudiger and and literally Koke just took a bad touch and Koke just took it from him why didn't they do that more often? Why didn't Simeone start, you know, implementing that more? I don't know why he was so reserved in his tactics when literally you have 
you know, you're number one in La Liga. You don't play traditionally. Right. We haven't seen La Liga play like this. A top five striker in the world. Exactly, right. top five striker in the world, and you know he's not. You know, you get zero shots on target. Right. Like that's insane. That has that you allow that to happen. Right. I wish he would have taken more risks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, going forward more, trying to create some. You know, some some play and try to create. You know, at least a, a solid chance. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like I. I'm personally not a fan of a team that plays for a draw unless, the other, you know, it's a far superior team. Mm-hmm. You know, Atletico Madrid, like, Chelsea, like we were, like we were saying, you know, under, under Thomas Tuchel, they, they haven't lost a single game yet, granted, but in the final in the, in the the final third, Chelsea is not, you mm-hmm. know, at least right now they haven't sorted things out and are not as creative as they want to be. Mm-hmm. And Atletico, you know, to sit back with six knowing that, or at least you should know that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, should have taken more risks. Should have gone after it a bit more. And you know, and and if you get you know, and if Chelsea scores an away goal, then you know, rearrange your tactics or figure it out then. But just to start that way off the back, off the off the off the jump, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, and like during later in the game, he had some late um, attacking substitution, bringing on Vitolo, um, Lucas Torreira coming in. Even though Lucas Torreira isn't really a attacking sub, but um, he brought a Vitolo. He took off Jao Felix. You know, I, to be honest, I don't know what he went more of a four back. And once Chelsea scored the goal, um, I don't know why he didn't start with the four back. Yeah. Um, but Chelsea, they, you know, Hudson Odoi looked okay. He didn't look threatening down the side, but um, yeah, Hudson Odoi didn't look, you know, too bad. Um, Werner didn't do too bad. Olivier Giroud obviously scored the goal. He played well. Um, Consistent. Yeah, he was consistent. Mr. Consistent. <laughs> Mr. Consistent. Isn't that right? <laughs> Mr. Consistent. Mr. Olivier Giroud. Oh, I love Olivier. Love yeah, Olivier. That, that, that bike was, was amazing, you know? And he's always known to creating, like, something out of nothing just like that. There's been plenty of times where he scores a, a bike or, like, some crazy scorpion kick that somehow it goes in. Um, or he acts as a wall. Uh, yeah. Um, assist another player. Right, exactly. That's what I like about him, too. He's one of those guys that he's not like a Peter Crouch, you know? He's not, he's not you know over six foot and clumsy with the ball he's a guy that's comfortable at his feet you know he has some techers so um, that's what I like about him Um, and what sucks for Chelsea as well for the next leg is Mason Mount and Jorginho both can't play because they both picked up a booking in this one which doesn't allow him to play in the second leg which is you know going to be tough for for Chelsea yeah so the the second leg yeah that's sucked Mason Mount actually had a decent game he didn't do too bad um it's a good thing they purchased all those attacking midfielders in the summer Mm -hmm. that is true I think Hakim's IHCH is going to probably start over in this position but um yeah to be honest Chelsea just took advantage of the opportunity that they had yeah like they just in my opinion looked like the more refiner team than I think Madrid did Mm -hmm. because I think Madrid they were just parking the bus at home just six back Let's just not concede the away goal. And I was just, you know, like, why? Like, I didn't understand why they needed to do that. And I think Simeone is a major part of why they lost this game. Right. And it's like, and uh, I forget who was saying this, but uh, it's funny. I think it was the analysts or the uh, um, the people that were going over the game. Yeah, the analysts, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Analysts, Um, whatever they are. What's it called? It was saying, you know, how when you look at both of these squads and you see you know, Chelsea against Atletico Madrid. And Simeone has been there for, for 10 years, right? Um, and Tuchel's only been wow. there for one month. And it says, and one of the guys was saying, it's crazy because if, if, if you wouldn't know who is who or who's managing who, you would think that um, Chelsea's the manager that's had, that's had a coach for 10 years and Atletico's the manager that's only had a man, uh, the team that only had a manager for a month. And I think that, 
you know, it's important. I feel like some of the development of some of the younger players is being tarnished by this defensive, non-creative play that Atletico has always done. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Saul, you know, Saul Coque, um, obviously like older now, but Saul was a promising young Spanish player. And Joao Felix, who's a promising, you know, young Portuguese player. I, I, you know, when he's on, he's on, but he needs, you know. Mm-hmm. I still a young kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like he needs to be able to express more of his creativeness on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And with this team that Atletico has, they, sh- they should be able to do that. And at least do that in Europe, but we didn't see that on on uh, on Tuesday night. So, yeah, it was just disappointing for me. I just you know, hopefully they can rebound, do better the second leg. Hopefully they go more attacking. Well, they have to go more attacking, but they know, have to. They yeah. have to. What do you think? You think we with all that stuff that we said, man? Yeah, I agree. It's just not the type of performance you you'd expect to see out of the, the league leaders in La Liga. Right. Yeah, that that's facts. And hey, and they went in that slip too. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, essentially. But we move on to the next game, which was Lazio versus Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich absolutely whitewashing Lazio four to one. Christian got close. You guys, you guys three one. Yeah, Lazio though. What are we doing? <laughs> Lazio literally, literally got in their own way. Literally, like they gifted this game to Bayern Munich. I agree. To be honest, the first goal they allowed oh. a Serbi bad pass straight into his path. Jaden Lewandowski just. Cuts it around Pepe Reina and just tap yeah, it. Yeah, Musaki. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah, it was Musaki. Yeah, yeah, Musaki, not a Serbi. Yeah, Serbi was the guy that had the own goal. Yeah, that was the own goal. Yeah, that was the own goal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Musaki, it's like, bro, he plays Lewandowski, a perfect through ball. He goes around Pepe Reina with these easy tap in. And, you know, to make matters worse. Huh? In the eighth minute? Yeah, exactly. Super early in the game. And Except to make all. matters worse, bro, he gets subbed off, I think, it was like in the 30s. Yeah, 30, 30, 30 or something. Yeah, 30th minute, minute around, he got subbed off. It's like, come on, bro. Poor guy. Yeah, because I think both goals were literally because of him. Yeah. Literally because of him. And, you know, you know, Chelsea just... Uh, did I say Chelsea? Bayern Munich just piled it on. And, you know, Bayern Munich... To be honest, Lazio did have chances in this game. Really? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Chelsea, Lazio could have... had more def- shots than Bayern. Yeah, they had lower shots than Bayern. They could have easily turned this game upside down. Yeah. But they just... They weren't clinical. And yeah. we, we've seen... Chris and I have seen this... All before you have to be clinical in the chances you take against these major clubs. You yeah. can't just let these big clubs just dominate you and just take over. Because Bayern, they had chances, but they just took advantage of them. They took them, yep. Yeah, seven shots on goal, four goals. Right, That's efficient, crazy. And the second goal was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that little play that they had from Alfonso Davies. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Alfonso Davies yeah. played. Uh, I think it was a Goretzka. Yep. And then Goretzka ended up getting uh, getting it to, what's his, what's his name? Musiala. Uh, Musiala, yes, thank you. He ended up getting Musiala, you know, he's what, 17, so composed on the ball, mm. just places it far post, doesn't, you know, put too much power, just, you know, finesses it bottom corner, great shot. Yeah, first Champions League goal for him. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the youngest English player to actually score in the Champions League. Nah, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, who had the record before that was... Oxlade Chamberlain. Like, Oxlade Chamberlain. No yeah, Weird. For Arsenal. For Arsenal. Yeah. Like who would have thought the Ox? Oxlade Chamberlain. I forgot about the Ox. Literally. Every ball. I mean, hey, everyone forgets that he's at Liverpool, but because he's always on the bench. But yeah, and he's always hurt or something, right? Or always hurt. But yeah, Bayern Munich just dominated this game. We, you know, Chris almost predicted the scoreline perfectly. Almost. So I'm getting Chris, close. I'm getting Chris, with you. Chris and I got close to the scoreline. I guess I, you guessed three 0 I guess three one. We got close to it, right. but we're getting better. We're getting better at our predictions. But um, yeah, it was just domination by Bayern. 
Lazio had chances, they just couldn't capitalize. Carrera had a nice... Not gonna lie, Carrera's goal was nice. Oh, it was. It was very nice. A little play by uh, uh, Luis Alberto as well, mm-hmm. who assisted the goal. Yo, Luis Alberto was nice. Yeah, yeah. He was. He played well in that game. He did. He played, he played very well. They just couldn't link it, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then in Bayern's third goal, who was it? Lucas Leva and, and Patrick. Hmm. Um, miscommunication, really. Um, Coleman just comes up from out of nowhere, and, you know, I think it was Patrick just accent like mistouches the ball because mm-hmm. they didn't you know because no one said anything to each other you know it's like again we keep going back to this too it's an empty stadium guys like mm-hmm. someone say yell something. Yeah, say, say something. something and then they they, they don't and, and uh, like kingsley come on running to space like that yeah no expect danger right you know anyone from that thing you got coman sane Gnabry mm-hmm. when he's fit and he's sane had to run into space like that too. yes that was in the fourth goal yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor guy. It was so funny when he when he hit into his own head. <laughs> he had like no clue where the ball was at. So Yo, literally, and then bro, it would have been tapping because Coleman was right behind him. Oh yeah, Coleman yeah. was right behind him. But so bro, come on, just clear, <laughs> just clear it. How do you not Yo, see where the ball's Yo, going? I feel so bad because we always laugh. <laughs> Chris and I always laugh at the own goals. <laughs> we're always like, "Yo, what is this man doing?" But again, it's because like we've been in that situation and we're mm-hmm. like, uh, "Let's kick it somewhere, man." Yeah, just God, just get it. Most been in that. Most probably been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, last time I scored an own goal, I was I was eight. So he's like, I, I'm not making that mistake again. Yeah. So yeah, but impressive performance by Byron. Clearly, clearly they look like they're advancing into the next round. With, oh yeah, with ease. With ease. Um, they're playing at home, mm-hmm. so it's game over. You know, Lazio has to beat them three 0 A miracle needs to happen, and Byron <laughs> needs to play with, you know, like their B team or something. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, back to um, Musala. Musala is actually our young player of. The week. Yes, sir. He's seven. What, seventeen? Yeah, he turns eighteen in a few days, actually. Yeah, he's wow. a beat. He's um, I, he was he played in the FIFA World in the UEFA World Cup. He did good. I mean, he only played for a couple minutes, but you know, seventeen-year-old getting minutes in one of the biggest in the reigning champion main team. That's impressive. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, gets the minutes, and he actually just committed to the the German national team. Um, he had he had a couple options. He he was able to. You know, to commit fully to either England, where he lived most most of his you know youth career, because he played for Chelsea in the development squad, mm-hmm. Nigeria because his father's from there, mm. um, and then you know Germany since that's where he was born, and uh, yeah, he spoke to Joachim Lowe and uh, Oliver Bierhoff was was there as well, and he committed to to you know to the German national team, which is which is good, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think what's what's going to be really good for him too is that. Um, there's not much competition, I feel like. Exactly. I was, t- I was the, telling Aaron that earlier. Yeah, with the German, uh, with the German youth, you know, especially in his position, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the England squad, there's so many Stack, of them now. Rashford, yeah. Harry Kane, yeah. Tammy yeah. Abraham, yeah, Phil Foden. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get most position on this. Mo, Mo, tell me more about, you know, Musiala. Yeah, Musiala. Tell me about him. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't really, I don't pay attention to well, the Bundesliga. Like well, now that you know, you you see he's him developing the Bayern squad. How do you think he's going to play out? And since he's officially committed to Germany, how do you think he's going to have an impact on the German national team? In you know, since he's now just committed, how to can this play to Bayern uh, translate to the German yeah, national team? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I see Thomas Müller. How old is he now? Maybe thirty-three. I can yeah. see him playing a role like that soon, very soon. So you think he's going to be like the replacement for uh, Thomas Müller? Almost like a goal poacher. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I see that. I see that happening. Yeah, and he's playing. He's been playing, you know, in middle position right now too for Bayern. So exactly. you know, he can definitely do that in the in the national team as well. So exactly. speaking of Thomas Muller, next World Cup he can actually break the World Cup goal scoring record. He can be closest. Middle yeah. closest. No mm-hmm. way. I think he has 
13 or 14. Oh my gosh. Let me check. Eee, that's Jeez. crazy. You know, you know, hey, you never know. You never know what's going to happen, but hey, Mo's looking it up, so we're going we're gonna to verify this. <laughs> we're going to get some verification. So how many does he have? How many does he have? So, I think it's 13. Yeah, I think he has 13. Yeah, pretty sure he has 13. I think it is 13. Yeah. So he has oh, he has 10. He has 10. Miller has 10 and the record is 13? 16. Mm-hmm. It's pretty 16. Yeah, record 16. So he, he might be able to beat it. He if scored he's... 5 in 2014 alone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. But on to the next game, which was Atalanta versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid winning 1-0. And <laughs> I'm very disappointed yeah. in the referees. I think we all are, yeah. We're extremely disappointed. I swear, Madrid ball is real. And Madrid, <laughs> Madrid ball. Madrid ball is real. I'm not. I'm not even capping on that. Wefa Madrid, Hala <laughs> Madrid. Like goddamn, UEFA just loves Real Madrid. They love Real Madrid. I'm. I'm just disappointed. Um, Mo, what do you think about that red card decision? What do you think about the red card? It's an early red card. I think it was the right call. You think it was the right call? Okay. Okay. Well, personally, in my opinion, I think it should have been a yellow. I don't think that's a red card, in my opinion, because it's so early in the game. Yes, he did have a clear shot on target, some most of the analysts say, but in my personal opinion, that wasn't a red. Chris, what do you think? Uh, Certainly a foul all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I would have definitely called a foul. I would have given a yellow in that, you know, and. If I was ref, I would have given a yellow, but I mean, what can you do? You know, you're not mm-hmm. you're not the ref. Um, he gave the red. He said he had a clear view of everything, so, you know, he went with, with what he saw, gave him a red. I think it should have been a yellow. And, you know, we were both, you know, looking forward to this game, so actually that changed the whole dynamic of Atalanta's plans as well. Yeah. I actually uh, thought they were going to win before. Yeah, before yeah, I think started. we all thought they were going to win just because, you know, Atalanta's been in good form. Madrid hasn't really been, been doing too well. Um, they've been winning games, but nothing, you know, to be too happy about, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially going into Europe. And, yeah, it changed the whole game because then Zapata got hurt a few minutes after that, who was the only attacking threat, for, you know, in like the first few minutes or the first majority of that first half. Um, just unlucky for Atalanta. Um but yeah, they can still actually. Uh, I still think it's up in the air, um, depending on you know if players can stay healthy and stuff like that. I still think Atalanta can go into the second half and uh, and and win this. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree on that. To be honest, I was very disappointed. Um, well, after the red card, I just didn't like the substitutions that the manager made for Atalanta. He went. He took out Zapata, yes, but he went. He put all midfielders and defenders in. Right. You know, hoping yes, you're at. I personally, I thought. You know, go all out attack. Like, not all out attack, but at least keep like one or two strikers in. Cause he took both strikers out. Yeah. In the sec in the second half, he took both strikers out, and that's what sort of confused me. Cause I was like, you have no attacking threat up front, so pretty much you're letting Real Madrid come at you. Just like, let's just see if we can keep it zero zero one nil, so we can you know regroup essentially. But you know, I think Real Madrid, their attack is so inconsistent. They it's literally. Bland. Very bland. Like, yeah. I don't think they can th- finish. Vinicius had so many opportunities to finish and couldn't do anything with him. What Vinicius needs to shots. do, yeah, what Vinicius needs to do is he needs to go to the training ground, bro, 
and not do anything but work on his shooting. <laughs> That's Honestly. bad. Because, bro, there's been, he either takes too long or doesn't put him on target, you know. And, yeah, he got subbed off for Mariano, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, unfortunately Madrid has has, uh, has injuries as well. But, I mean, like, come on. You know? yeah. Both of those guys can't finish, you know. And the goal came from Mendy off of his weak foot, which is crazy, you know. Madrid's, Madrid, Madrid this season with the injuries has been fine defensively in the midfield, but attacking-wise... Uh, they're not looking too hot. Yeah, I was very disappointed. And the goal was a bit lucky, too. Yeah. And the keeper looked to have slipped before he dove. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, uh, to be honest, Spain teams in the Champions League have not looked good. Yeah. As the dominant as they should have looked in prior years. Like Barca. The last time the Spanish team has looked good was Atletico versus Liverpool last season. Atletico came back at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. That might have been the last time. Yeah, besides that. Besides you know. that. Oh, I think Sevilla won the Europa League. Yeah, they did win the Europa League. Yeah, they yeah. won. Yeah, they won that. You know, there's, there's been a couple of teams in the Europa League, like Granada and Villarreal, mm-hmm. that have been doing doing okay. Mm-hmm. But overall, like in the Champions League, Champions like League, the... Yeah, yeah the Champions League have been looking good. Uh, Sociedad got murdered by mm-hmm. Man United in the first leg. 4-0, the second one ended 0-0, but yeah. I was uh, I was thinking about this actually earlier. You know, are the Liga teams has has the Prem in some of the other leagues surpassed La Liga hmm. in terms of you know what they can do in in Europe? In my opinion, yes. I think the Prem and Bundesliga have taken over what like La Liga has done, and they've taken it to a greater extent. Because now you're seeing like Man City, you're seeing. Liverpool, well, Liverpool, they get lucky sometimes. This this season, at least not this Liverpool, but last season, Liverpool. You right. see Liverpool, Man City, you see PSG, you see all these top t- other teams, and then you see Barcelona, Real Madrid struggling to get a goal or, you know, win a game in the Champions League. Like, Atalanta, like, if this was Real Madrid back in 2016, they would have de- demolished Atalanta. Oh, for sure. They would have... Ronaldo would have been playing. Exactly. <laughs> but they would have demolished them. Like, at- like you would be thinking, Atalanta versus Madrid? Not even close. Right. Now you're like, it's 1-0 Madrid. So you're like, Atalanta can still come back and win this mm-hmm. easily. Because right. in my personal opinion, I think they can still win this. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, they can still win this in my opinion. And it's just crazy because, you know... I don't know what's going on around Madrid. Right. They just have not been looking impressive this entire season. Mm-hmm. What would you think? For nine years, from 2009 to 2018, they've depended on one player and one player only. Now one player is gone. Those 50 goals are gone, and they haven't been able to get those 50 goals back. So until they can find that it factor again, they're just going to continue to keep struggling until they can build up their confidence to, to play without that player, they can, that's when they'll succeed. Yeah, I agree on that. And even thinking about, like, you know, the different La Liga teams, like Sevilla got <clears throat> beat 3-2 to two at home mm. against the Dortmund side that's been struggling this year. They sit six in the Bundesliga, mm. you know, currently, and, and they got, you know, for that whole first half and some of that second half, they got outplayed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Liga. I don't know what's going on. Uh, one of those one of those shifts in leagues, how you know one dominates for for a while and then it, it shifts off to a, a league or two and then it comes right back. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, Madrid. I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait on. You know, they've not looked impressive to me. 
And to go back to the refereeing decisions in this game as well, Casemiro should have been shown a, a second yellow. I agree. He should have been shown a second he, yellow. He dove in the box, and the ref blows his whistle like he's going to go, you know, give him, give, give him a card or something, but he goes off and just gives him a warning. And that would have changed the game as well. You know, that was like in the 75th, around there, between 75th and 80th minute. And, you know, it could have been a different game. The game could have probably opened up. Ilicic, who got subbed in, probably wouldn't have got subbed off. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, he so, got he got uh, Hudson Adoy. <laughs> yeah, he got Hudson Adoy. He got Hudson Adoy. Exactly. He got subbed on and subbed off like Is that. Is that like a thing that's going on? Like, I have no idea what's going on with these managers. Yeah, they're like he getting stop. That's extremely disrespectful, right? Like, disrespectful. <laughs> I would be so you know disappointed as a player. Mike, honestly, if that was me, knowing that there's millions of people out there watching, imagine how like your confidence is after that. I don't it's even ridiculous. Know. But I mean, <laughs> hey, like we, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these managers subbing in players in now, but mm-hmm. hey, what can you do? Maybe, I said, maybe we're just the ones that aren't used to it and got to get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're just like, we're just behind. We're just behind. Yeah, we're back in uh, we're back in 2015, bro. Yeah, I think we, it's time to get to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> New tactics, baby. Yeah. New tactics. All right, on to the final Champions League game that occurred: uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. Manchester City winning two 0 It was not. As convincing as I thought it was, but still, Man City got the win. Um, Jao Cancelo is one of the best, like an amazing signing for Man City. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, those both balls that he put in, he was he was involved in both goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. I was shocked when he went to Man City. Right, Man City only gave up Danilo for him. Right, I thought uh, you have Jao Cancelo who's twenty four, Danilo who's about I think he was thirty one at the time of the trade. It was just a bad trade for Juventus and. You see him right here. And speaking of Jacques Cancelo, the, like the rise of Portuguese players around the world is, yes. is crazy. Yes, yes. That is actually a really good point. You know, you got youngsters, and it's not like they're just in one spot, you know, mm-hmm. one position. It's all around the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. You know, good for them. Um, you know, Ronaldo. It would have been great to see Ronaldo play with these guys in his prime. Mm-hmm. So that would have been great, you know. Probably going to down a, little bit, a lot more damage. But you know, Ronaldo's still doing good for being, what, 36? Yeah, they so, might see in the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if he can stay fit and all those other players, you know, like uh, Joe Felix, Cancelo, important players like that, Bernardo Silva, you Ruben know. Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Oh, my gosh. Bruno yeah. Fernandez. Yeah. Ricardo Pereira. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're nice. Hope we think Kyle can start stepping it up for Barca, too. Ruben Neves. Ruben, yes. Yeah. Crazy. Portuguese players are on the rise, but yeah. back to this game. Um, it was a lovely goal from Bernardo Silva. Literally, Jack Cancelo put on a plate. All he had to do was just oh, yeah. plate. Put it on the put it on the goal. Um, second goal, same thing. John Cancelo, Pedro Bernardo Silva, perfect header, and then Gabriel Jesus made up for his miss that he made. That he. Oh my God! The one v one. Yeah, the took one. Forever on? Yep. Bro, put that away. <laughs> you see, Aguero came on in the second half. Bro, you better get benched. Mm-hmm. Put that away. Aguero would have scored that. Yo, Aguero. Put it away. Yo, Aguero. I, I if Gabriel if Gabriel Jesus didn't make up for that his goal that he scored that easy tap in. Yeah. But I think very soon we're gonna see Aguero obviously get more of the minutes, and I think Gabriel is gonna be on the bench again. Yeah, I see that happening. City, great news for City. Yeah, Yeah, City City looking dangerous again. For some reason, at the beginning of the season, I felt like they were a bit underrated. For some reason. Yeah, I I agree on that. They were a bit like not playing the way they usually do. Mm -hmm. But now I think, you know, they have other players back. De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. Healthy. They have Ferdinandinho healthy. Right. They have Gundogan outperforming. Is no oh my god, Gundogan is amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, bro. Finally, have a back line that's solid. You know, mm-hmm. or at least you hope so. Hopefully, they don't 
Ruben I don't. Diaz. I hope I don't jinx it. But Ruben Diaz, he finally got a. You know, John Stones that's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Laporte always solid. You know, it's you a got perfect uh, center back combo. Right for the center back and the left for the center right. back. Exactly. You got Joao Cancelo that's been playing, you know, wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a year for Man City to do it, it's this year. Um, and I think this game for them was, I th- you know, this game, the way that I see it is how Atletico should have played. You know, they Man City risked a bit, but they kept the ball, moved it around, you know, mm-hmm. just knowing that they were a better team. Um, made Gladbach, you know, actually, you know, chase the ball at some point. Sometimes they, they wanted to play out the back sometimes, and mm. it wasn't. That's how the, the first goal came about. Yeah. Um, they they forced uh, Gladbach to try to play out the back. The guy plays a blinded pass to the almost like middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Cancelo picks it up, places a beautiful cross to, uh, to Bernardo Silva. And I like the Bowman City is that they're, they're a team that didn't play as vertical as they normally do. Um, kind of kept the ball and you know we're, we're patient I guess the prayer word to say is they were patient this game um, and I think that's what Atletico Magic should have done in their match instead of just sitting back yeah. but, but yeah. Uh, you know it pays off for Man City they gotta then go home well they have to go back home for the second leg and I mean sure if we're up 2-0 it's kind of against Man City in their form it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah I mean hey you won 19 consecutive win 19 straight you know you're the best, technically the best team in Europe I don't see any team beating this team in anytime soon but um you know it's just impressive to me how they always seem to improve every week even though yes there was a hiccup yeah. at the there was a hiccup at the end when Rodri played that back pass to <laughs> Laporte and yeah let's just say um Wolf should have scored he should have and, and that changes the the fixture as well going you know for the second leg yeah instead of you know he had that away goal you know you only need one new you only yeah. need one goal but obviously Edison made a brilliant save. Hell of a save. Hell yeah. of a save. I, I was like, this is a goal. And I was very like, oh my God. Yeah. Edison's very underrated. but Yeah, and he might take overtake, you know, Allison as well, you mm-hmm. know, for the number one spot in Brazil. Because Allison's been playing like some trash. Yeah, but unfortunately to him, he also lost his father. Yeah, that's um, very sad. Our thoughts are with you, Allison. Um, but yeah, back to the game. You know what was crazy about this game as well? Was the was the play a, a scorpion back heel whatever that oh, was? Oh, that was crazy! That, that barely that almost you know he almost put it on target, but that was that would have been it. That was nice. Yeah. I was like, whew, that would have changed everything. Yeah, that would have. It was during it was when it was one up one nil. It was right? one nil. Yeah. It was one nil. So that would have definitely changed the game. Mm-hmm. I think Man City would have probably gotten a lot more attacking. Mm-hmm. Would have gotten more counters. You don't know. Some may have happened, but Gladbach. Didn't capitalize on their chances, like we always say. Gotta capitalize on your chances against these big teams. Yeah, it could have been on the goal of the week with uh, uh, Olivier Giroud's bike, mm-hmm. but wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Mo, what do you think about you know Man City moving forward after this you know nineteenth consecutive win? They're gonna keep it rolling, and they're gonna keep it rolling to the end of the season until they. I'm a Man United fan myself, but I, for some, Man City's just. They're just a well-oiled machine under yeah. Pep Guardiola, and like their their future is lifting that Premier League title up. Champions League, I'm not sure, but Premier League, I think they might have sealed it. Yeah, I, the last one. I feel that. I feel that. So switching it up, we're going to talk about one La Liga game that happened this week. Since we're Barcelona fans, <laughs> we have to talk about it. Got it to. was Barcelona versus Elche. Barca getting the win, three nil. Messi with two goals. Man, he looked. Fantastic in that game. In the second half. In the second half, he looked fantastic. <laughs> yes, in the second half, he looked fantastic. Yes. First half 
was not that good. Yeah. Oh, the first half was dreadful. Yeah. Oh it was, my it was terrible. Uh, Trincao, you know, actually had a couple of chances. He mm-hmm. Messi put him a nice little through ball. You know, went by two defenders. Literally sitting right in front of goal, and he could have gone either left or right, and he ends up, you know, deciding to go straight down the middle. The goalie already committed to his right, and mm-hmm. luckily, you know, kept his hand there and you know hit off his hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Second half, uh, a lot better performance by Barcelona. Made a few changes. They brought on Usman Dembélé mm-hmm. at half yeah. and took off Pjanic, mm-hmm. which gave him a more you know attacking threat. Opened up the game a bit more. Uh, yeah, uh, Braithwaite, Lord Braithwaite, bro. Two Lord assists. Ba- mm-hmm. Two Lord assists Braithwaite. for Lord Braithwaite. Who would have thought? Yo, that scoop that you did. Oh, to that, Messi's, mm-hmm. uh, Messi's goal first goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was lovely. I was yeah. like, that's cheeky. Yeah. And then Messi put it away. And then um, his second assist when... The header to Jordi Alba. Yeah, header to Jordi Alba right there. And then when Messi... Um, oh, my gosh. That second goal, though. Uh, Messi's second goal. Like, Frankie, like, de, just, Frankie de Jong, you Frank, know. That was oh, a man. lovely little run mm-hmm. between two defenders. Uh, spots Messi making the run, um, plays him. Yeah, Messi took like three, at least three fake shots on that. Oh, I know. Bro. He was like, fake shot, fake shot, fake like, shot. He didn't touch the ball. It was crazy. Like, touched the ball once, you know, dipped the shoulder, dipped the shoulder, and then dipped it one more time, and then chipped the goalie. Mm-hmm. Like, nice little dink. I was like, what the f-? Yeah, he, he looks like he's back in like 2015 form. Yeah. Like, he's looking like, you know, he's, he looked like he was having fun yeah but I'm done getting carried away by this team yeah this was against 18th place Elche yeah this was like they're playing anyone special yeah but, <laughs> but hey a win's a win a win's a win you're right we're trying to you know catch up to Atletico and, 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 and Madrid but but yeah it was good to see them uh, uh, you know after having a few hiccups in in, in the league and obviously against uh, PSG and the, you know the Champions League it's good to see them back to to a win, uh, they have a very important match coming up, but we'll obviously we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, good to see them come out of this game with a with a W. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Want to talk about how tight this league is, though? This, it's not even like the the top ten is tight. The bottom ten is tight, <laughs> which is the craziest thing. It's like the Prem and the Liga have switched. You know, yeah. has, the Prem is a good uh, a good title race for the. You know, up to like maybe like tenth to, to first. Obviously, it's a lot tighter between like the first four or five. But La Liga is ridiculous. There's there's eleven teams from tenth to twentieth place that, and they're all ten points away from each other. And I believe it's just Elche that has one game in hand, um, mm. and everyone else is literally ten points from each other. So if wow. you're in last place like Huesca, there's still a chance. <laughs> yeah, imagine like. Wow. Like a Valencia that like drops. Oh my god, that'll be crazy if like Valencia just drops. And yeah, then, that'll just be crazy because like you wouldn't expect Valencia to drop. Oh my god, in the Liga because Valencia has been a staple for them. Yeah, it's crazy. in the Liga for so long. It's just yeah. crazy. And we were talking about this last time how it's so sad how they you know recently throughout the years have had a, a dip in form. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's crazy because even Granada, who's you know playing in the uh, Europe, uh, Europe in the Europa League right now and just knocked out Napoli they're sitting in ninth with a point ahead of Let's Take Bilbao which is 29 so it's crazy it's it's really from 8th place to 20th place so list off, list off all the teams that are like in danger right, uh, in danger shoot I, I guess I'll start off from 8th place yeah because <laughs> um, Betis has a little point, uh, 5 point gap from 7th to 8th so mm-hmm. Levante is sitting at 8th with 31 points Granada in ninth with 30 points Atleti Club Bilbao, 10th with 29. Celta Vigo, 11th with 29 points. And 12th, it's Valencia with 27. And 13th, Osasuna with 25. Cadiz, 
in 14th with 25, Hetafe 15 with 24, Alaves 16 with 22, Eibar 17 uh, with 21, and Valladolid sitting in 18th in relegation zone with 21, Elche in 19th with 21, and Huesca, who's in dead last, but they have 19 points. So, you know, with a couple wins, either one of these teams in relegation zone can, mm-hmm. can, can turn it around, but... Elche has a game in hand, too. Yeah, Elche with the game in hand as well. So, even though they lost, they had two games in hand, lost to Barca, but, I mean, you know, I didn't Don't, see him coming away from yeah. that Mo, game. Yeah, what do you think about how tight this bottom half is? It's shocking. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's... I, I prefer a, a, a tight bottom half than a tight top half. Mm-hmm. I think that's more interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, only one is the champion, but the three get eliminated yeah. from the lower half. Exactly. So, you're like... Oh, suspense. The nerves, suspense, the heartbreak at the end of the season. You know, it'll be crazy to see who ends up dropping. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. That's crazy because I'm like, I mean, hey, you never know. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. how crazy this year is. This year has been completely opposite of what anyone, I think, has expected. Right. And I think it's just going to continue to be that way for yeah. a while. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a while. But you never know. You never know. And finally, the moment you all have been waiting for, it is... Prediction time. You ready, Chris? Prediction time. Ready, Mo? Prediction time? Yes, sir. Let's go. First off, one of the big games. Shocking, but a still a massive game. Manchester City versus West Ham. Chris, tell me, how's this going to play out and who do you got? I'm bringing the facts as always, baby. Of course. So, crazy. Out of the four games we're predicting this week, the first time, well, in the early of the season when they, when they face each other, in the respective leagues, all these teams have tied. All of them have tied. Yeah. So Man City, West Ham earlier this season tied one one. Um, the West, you know, West Ham, you know, the Hammers have actually won seven out of the nine uh, of the last uh, top flight matches. Mm. And you know, obviously, Man City's what nineteenth win, one beaten run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a I'm gonna take it to to twentieth for Man City. I must say they're gonna win constantly over a two a, a two no game. I don't think uh, Lingardino <laughs> is gonna do much in this game. Big boy Lingardino. Uh, Lingardino, yeah. And you know West Ham's been doing great under David Mo- uh, Moyes. They're sitting in fourth right now, uh, playing some really good and impressive football. But I just think Man City is gonna be too much for them to go for a two no victory. Man City. Well, who you got? I got Man City and I got a 4 0 victory. 4 0! Yeah, Why Ham, is this? Why is this? That West Ham chain is going to stop abruptly. Really? Yeah. So you're saying, man, so you're saying, so how do you think it's going to play out? How do you think this game is going to turn out, in your opinion? So, like, you think Man City is going to dominate this game and press and. Yeah, I don't think West Ham's going to come out fighting. I think they're going to come back, uh, come out defensive. And you know how Man City plays. They'll they'll take it too. They're gonna press high and they're gonna they're gonna play the ball around. And I think it's just gonna overwhelm that West Ham team. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, hey, West Ham they play different from all the top you know top six teams. They yeah. more of a defensive team. We obviously know that. And a home game for Man City too. And a home game yeah, for Man City. Yeah. Aaron's so. better go for a West Ham three 0 win with uh, <laughs> Jesse Lingard scoring a hat trick. <laughs> Man, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I think, I think, I think it's gonna be similar to how they play Gladbach, in my opinion. Man City. Man City. I think Man City's gonna be similar, somewhat similar to how Borussia Mönchengladbach gonna play against them. Um, personally, I think Man City is just too good. I'm gonna say three-one Manchester City 
going on their 20th consecutive win in all competitions. 3-1, right. 3-1. And I'm going to say Lingardino scores a goal for West Ham. Uh-oh. I'm going to make it. Lingardino, four goals in what? That'll be four goals in five games for four him? Four goals in five games, yeah. He's going to be in, on he's three and four right now. So, you know, let's pray Lingardino. I just want to see a celebration. Whatever that thing he does. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the band. Is it a flute? What is yes, it? the flute. The flute. <laughs> it was the flute. <laughs> With like a two-step, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that was. But on to the biggest game that's going to happen in the Premier League, which is Manchester Chelsea versus Manchester United. Yeah. Chelsea's in great form, mm-hmm. undefeated under Thomas Tuchel. Man United in second place. We know how they, you know, they are um, doing well this season. Um, Mo, tell me, how's it going to play out? Who you got in this game? Um, I'm a little biased on this one, but Man U. <laughs> Man U has been slowing down in the recent weeks, and with some injury hits, and with Chelsea's form, I see a one-one tie. One-one mm. tie. Yeah. You think like Rashford's gonna score? I think it might be a penalty. A penalty. Yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Okay. So Chelsea's obviously in great form. One nil to Atletico Madrid. Um, that's going to boost their confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, Man United tying today against uh, Sociedad 0-0. Um, but I say, um, I don't think this game, I think this game is going to be tight. I'm going to guess, actually, it's going to be a tie. I'm going to say 0-0. A nil-nil tie. A nil-nil tie. I, th- I don't think anyone's going to score in this game. I don't see um, anyone really being a threat because literally this week, Olivier, Chelsea scored one. May United didn't score against Sociodad, so I don't really see them being a very much attacking threat in this okay. game. I see you. Yeah, they actually ended 0-0 earlier in the season as well when they faced each other. Um, what I'm going to go with is, so Chelsea have actually lost three of the last uh, five games when they've played against Man United, but I'm going to say that's going to break. I'm going to say Chelsea win this game 1-0. Giroud had the bike. He's scoring a scorpion kick this game. Ooh, the nah, scor- I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No <laughs> I don't see that happening. The scorpion um, kick. But I will say Chelsea will win and beat Man U 1-0. Mm, interesting. Ten straight, you know, underbeat, un- keeping the undefeated streak for Thomas Tuchel alive. Yes, sir. All right. That's going to be interesting. I'm a fan of Tuchel ball. Tuchel ball. He's got to figure out that, that final third. I agree. He has to figure <laughs> out that final third. So, on to the biggest game in the Serie A. This has massive implications to because if Roma beats, so it's Roma versus AC Milan, fourth versus second. If Roma beats AC and AC drops any points, Roma can actually overtake them oh, wow. and go into second place, second or third place, and AC can drop all the way to fourth. Oh, Allah, and that's crazy because AC was at the top of the league, yeah. and uh, yeah, AC Milan is not looking very impressive to me. <laughs> AC Milan, they're looking. Like the team that we expect them to be at the start of the season, yeah. um, they I think just had a really hot streak yeah. going on, but now I think they've gone back to reality. Roma, not gonna lie, they've been floating around, but they've been looking good. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. you know, they played well today in the uh, Europa League. So um, I'm gonna say Roma is gonna win this game. I'm gonna say the same as the Milan derby, three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Yeah. I mean, Milan's defense hasn't been looking good. They've yeah, been looking no, shaky. No, no, I respect it. I, I respect say it. the Milan's defense, they allowed how many goals against Red Star? 
uh, Milan within the two legs. The two legs, I think three. Three, three goals. Against Red Star. And the three in area ended 3 3, but Milan, because he had the two away goals. Exactly. Against. Exactly. So he allowed three goals to Red Star. Yeah. And, and Roma. Roma's slaughtered def- Braga. Exactly. I, I think in area it's like four or five. Yeah. So, goals, I, so, I, so I say, you know, it, if you allow Star, Red Star to score three goals against you, I'm going to say Roma's going to at least score three on your head. Allah. Alright, Mo, give me a score line. What you think is going to happen in this game? Like I said, AC hasn't been playing very good, so. Yeah, they're, yeah. The record in the past few games is is a bit lackluster for a second place team. Uh, Roma's is. Yeah, they've been in good form uh, for the past three games. Um, it's a hard prediction, but I I can see Roma winning. What do you score? One or two zero. Two nil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got two nil, three nil. What you got, man? I was gonna say two nil Roma. Mm-hmm. Took my <laughs> Um But yeah, so this game, the first time it came, you know, it was three three. Yeah. Three so three. Heck of a game to watch. That's right? a hell of a game. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. They both played Thursday. Both advanced. Uh, yeah, Roma's definitely been in better form. Uh, I'll go with a 2-1. Roma wins. 2-1. So we're going on the Roma train. Yeah. AC Milan dropping points again. That'll be, be the third trade loss. Because oh, okay. they lost to the Spezia. They lost to the Inter. And yes. if they lose this one, that's their third trade loss in the Serie A. That's true. Uh-oh. Mm. Gee, they're next Liverpool. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You never know. The next Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Make it four straight. Make it four straight. Yeah. All right. Now, on to the biggest game in La Liga. It is Sevilla versus Barca. They're going to play each other again in the Copa del Rey semifinal. Preview to the semifinal because um, they're playing in Sevilla. Yeah. And for pretty much leg. for the second leg. Well, they're playing at Barca for the second leg. Yes. So, But this is like a repeat of the first leg. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because Sevilla's home. Sevilla's home. Yeah. Um, Chris, tell me how this game is going to go. Um, so they drew again in La Liga early in the season 1-1. Um, so Sevilla has actually drawn two out of the last five against Barcelona. Um, like you said, currently playing them in a couple de Rey. Uh, I'm going to say, even though the loss in couple de Rey, Barca is not going to let this slip and, and still keep the pressure on Madrid and Sevilla. Um... I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-0 win, Barcelona. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight. It's going to be a very tight game. Uh, a lot of chances. Um, I'm going to say both goalkeepers have a have a great game. Uh, Bonu and Ter Stegen. But I'm going to say the magical, the little man, Leo Messi, is going <laughs> to score the long goal in this one. Mm-hmm. I feel on that. Mo, how do you think it's going to go? Uh, both teams suffered heavy defeats in the Champions League. And they were able to come back and, and win their respective games in the La Liga. Uh, like Christian said, you can never count out Messi. I got Barca winning. How'd you got? 2 0. 2 0. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you both like that one. Yeah. I'm just not trying to be optimistic. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel it. So, um, like you said, Sevilla, both yeah, both teams over major, major defeats in the Champions League with losing to Borussia Dortmund 3 2 and Barca obviously losing 4 1 to PSG. Um, 
Barca coming back 3-0 against Elche. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, Barca doesn't, you know, mess up on this one. Um, it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be very back and forth. I think they're going to play exactly the Sevilla is going to play exactly how they played Barca in the Copa del Rey. Very defensive, and then take their chances when they can. Um, I'm going to say Barca will capitalize on them, and I'm going to say Barca is going to win 2-1. Messi is scoring a brace. Who's scoring for Sevilla? Rakitic. Rakitic. Oh, not again. <laughs> he's gonna, but he's not going to celebrate. So. Love you, Rakitic. We love you, Rakitic. We, we appreciate for what you've done for Barca, but... I think you're going to score against us again, and it's going to be very sad. I'm going to have to unfollow him on Instagram if he does. <laughs> I, I agree on that. This man needs to chill out against scoring against us. All right. He needs to stop. But, yeah, those are our predictions. That is the end of this episode. Chris, any final words to say? Mo, any final words to say to the people of this episode? Mo, you first. Um... Uh, I don't really have any final words. No final words. <laughs> he's speechless. He's truly speechless. Speechless. He's just glad he's on the podcast. He's just with too us. nervous about the Chelsea Man U game. <laughs> <laughs> he's just hoping that Chelsea does that Chelsea just you know just messes up so badly that Man U just you know comes out and just dominates. Right. <laughs> I would love for that, but form doesn't lie. <laughs> form does not lie. Hey, but you never know in the game of football. <laughs> Chris, any yeah. final words for the people? Yes, sir. Uh, Mo, pleasure having you here, brother. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm. And as always, KTP, baby. KTP, baby. We love y'all. Hopefully, you enjoy this interview, uh, this episode. That I seriously just messed yeah, up on the outro. These, bro. Hey, 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 hey. At the end, you're kind of messing up. I'm, mem- I'm, I'm just mumbling my words. Right, okay. But I'm just we love... I know, I know. I love you, bro. Love right. bro. I lo- we love y'all. Stay safe. And we'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.